Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. So welcome back to Life Simplified. Last month on our health issue, we discussed how how to overcome mealtime ruts. So today, our topic is going to be discussing fad diets. So, and as we learned last week, meal preparation and just being prepared is an important part of eating healthy at home and just eating healthy overall. So, while we want to eat healthy, we also want to keep in mind that we want to make sure we're fueling our bodies the best way that we can and just to make ourselves more productive as we've talked about a lot on our podcast. So today we're going to start off with a question to my fellow podcasters. Uh, If you all could explain fad diet or if you hear the word fad diets, what, what comes to mind? So I think of a fad as something that's really popular right now, but it's not sustainable. So eventually it's going to disappear. Like you're going to hear about it all the time on all the places, social media, television, people, and then eventually it will just go away. Yeah, I think trendy. It's yes. what's happening trendy. right yes. now. Yeah, I'd have to agree with both of you. Okay, so um, ba- basically, when I've done a lot, of, I've done some research on it, and we'll be sure to put in the show notes all the resources that we used today. Um, so basically, if it seems too good to be true, it's a fad diet, and I'm sure that kind of resonates um, with you all and kind of what you were talking about. Um, so most fad diets are going to be like low carb, extremely low fat, or high protein. Um, so if that is kind of in this diets that you hear about, it's more than likely a fad diet. Um, some of them promote like a high intake of certain foods. Uh Others focus on eliminating certain foods. So whether it's don't eat bread or um, don't eat sweets or things like that, it's eliminating a whole food group completely. And fad diets often are created by people with little knowledge about the long-term health effects. And so keeping that in mind, um, and what Tiffany had said is that, you know, a fat, fad is it's in now. So keeping that in mind as well. So all fad diets have the same underlying principle, a temporary, often unproven solution for a long-term problem. So another question for you all is why do you all think people or maybe you all yourself have fallen into utilizing fad diets or what attracts people to a fad diet? I'm going to lose 20 pounds within a month. Yeah, it's quick. Quick fix. So the temporary quick fix. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody wants to find an easy way to do things. And a lot of times these fad diets promise big results with minor effort. And, 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 you know, it's just easier. And we want it to be easier. We want it to be fast. You know, a lot of times I think people look towards fad diets when they have a specific, like, I need to lose X amount of weight so that I can fit in that dress for that event that's coming up in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's like quick goals. It's not a long term. This is, I want to change my lifestyle. It's more of a, I need a result now. 
Well, and changing a lifestyle is a lot harder, like yeah. you said. So if you can get that, if you can meet that goal in the next few weeks or a month, then yeah, why not? Right. I, I totally get it because getting healthier is, it's hard. It's a commitment. It's trial and error. It's, it's a long road. It's forever. Um, and it's difficult, you know, especially when you're thinking about how we live our lives and we're so rushed and we have so many commitments and so many things. It's, it's easier to do the easier thing than the hard thing. Well, and even if you've made that commitment and you're exercising, you're getting enough physical activity, you've changed your eating habits, and then a couple of days, it's not in your schedule to be physically active or eat the way that you have been planning. It's really easy to fall backward. Yeah. And I think the promise is, like you said, it's if it's too good to be true, it probably is. You know, when you promised me that I'm going to see this huge change in myself relatively quickly and relatively easy, like I want that. I want that promise. I want that thing. That sounds great to me. And so it's really easy to think, well, I can do that because all these people are saying that they've done it and it worked great for them. So why not me too? So now that we've kind of discussed a little bit about fad diets, uh, I want to point out a few things of why fad diets are harmful to people who utilize them. So, and I'm sure you all have probably heard this before is like the diet cycle or the yo-yo cycling. And you may have experienced it before because I know I personally have. Um, so it's, you start a diet and then you're restricted. So an example would be, you know, you can't have sweets or you can't have bread. So what happens when you restrict yourself or you say, I can't have that? That's what you want. I want uh, it more now. That's That's exactly I want right. it even more mm-hmm. whenever somebody tells me that I cannot have. Right. So then you feel deprived. You feel tempted, right? Because every time you go somewhere, you're like, oh, I see that roll looks so good or it smells so good. So you, then you have that craving. You give into that craving. And then what happens? You're... You feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, man, I was doing so good and I I gave into it. So it's that guilt. It's that low self-esteem. You're like, you know, I'm never going to lose this weight and discouragement. And then so once you get to that point, it starts all over again. Right. So that's the yo-yo or um, process. And so we obviously um, dieting like that is not helpful it's discouraging and then it also has poor health outcomes for you overall so um this type of dieting and this yo-yo um idea that you all can fall into um it includes a high risk for eating disorders malnutrition and just impaired quality of life and well-being just overall health is not good if you fall into this things like this And then also some other health risks associated with fad dieting. We've talked about the low self-esteem. You have a greater obsession with uh, thinness and bodies. Um, So you can also um, have muscle loss with this type of dieting. And so just overall, there's a lot of health risk. And then, as I mentioned before, um, a lot of these diets aren't researched, so they you don't really know the long-term effects that you can have. So um, we're going to dive in and talk a little bit about ways to lose weight or be healthier overall 
without falling into the fad diets. And we've mentioned before on a lot of our episodes is utilizing the My Place. So making sure that we do eat all of the food groups and just trying to incorporate those in daily. Um, so I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that. But have you all heard of intuitive eating or mindful eating? I can't say that I'm really great at mindful eating, especially when I get really, really hungry. I'm ready to eat it all. That I'm glad you talked about that. And some stuff that uh, Tiffany mentioned earlier, we'll talk about too. So intuitive eating is more of a lifestyle. So it's not a diet. So you have you know, to be committed to making this change that you're going to do for the rest of your life. And so it's more intuitive eating is more about enjoying food and accepting your body. We've talked a lot about comparison and self-esteem and things like that. So that applies to food as well. And, and so just accepting who you are, accepting where you're at, and just stop comparing yourself. Because we have mentioned that a whole lot. Well, and I think there's a difference between wanting to be healthier and then deciding that to be healthier, you have to look a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think um, media portrays an image that is one thing, and that is not necessarily health. That That is just what they have deemed is the, the perfect body type, and that is not necessarily accurate, and that gets people in a lot of uh, trouble with themselves, with their self-esteem, which we just talked about yeah. last week, um, but then also really unhealthy habits and, and getting where they can really easily be preyed upon by these fad diets. Exactly. So intuitive eating is eating while using your mind to think about your body signals and cues to know when you're full and how much to eat. It focuses on eating and enjoying food rather than your weight. And so you're throwing away that diet mindset. So again, it's that the lifestyle change that you're making. And this is something that I'm teaching my my youngest is that to eat when you're hungry stop when you're full and so for instance when it's snack time then instead of eating out of the bag of whatever the snack is let's pour it into a bowl and then if you think your body is telling you that you're still hungry pour a little bit more but if we're just sitting watching tv which i'm sure i'm jumping ahead but if you're just watching tv because it all plays in together (laughs) (laughs) you're just going to keep eating and I mean, y'all know for me, it's chips. I love my potato chips. And I'm just going to, if I eat them out of the bag, I'm going to keep eating them. So that's one thing that I'm really trying to teach our youngest daughter is to listen to your body. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I like it because we've all heard someone say, you need to clean your plate. Or this person got the clean plate award. And I think that sets us up to overeat because I don't necessarily always have to clean my plate. I may be full halfway through my plate and it's okay to say my body has told me that that was enough I'm good and it's all right for me to leave some food on my plate if I've already nourished myself properly yeah that's a good example because I was thinking about this morning when I was feeding my son breakfast and so we're trying to teach him like when he he's 11 months old so we're say like are you done and then he kind of pushes against his high chair plate and I'm like okay you're done so then um this morning he didn't really eat a whole lot and I'm like you didn't eat a lot but he's like pushing against like get me out of here so I'm like okay you know so it's I'm trying to teach that too Mm -hmm. but then in your mind like are they getting enough like are they really eating but you know he'll survive he'll have a bottle you know so it's but yeah I like that I'm trying to teach our kids and then also us kind of trying to understand that as well 
So just the goal is to build a healthy relationship with food and just recognize that food is social. It can be emotional and physical. And this really hit me um, the other day. We were at a meeting and one of my coworkers, we had options, two options for food. And I always tried to do like a leaner meat. And that day I just really wanted like it was like it was like a cheeseburger. And I really wanted it. She's like, girl, just listen to your body. Eat what you want. And I'm like, you know what? That's exactly what this is. Like I wanted something different and that could go with sweets or, you know, whatever it is. If your body is kind of saying that you want that, then it's okay. Um, and it's um, just more of limiting, of course, and keeping that and how much you have eight of those items that maybe um, are higher fat. But it's okay to do that, too. So moderation rather than just completely eliminating yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just not labeling a food as bad or good or, or a That's whole, exactly like... exactly right. Yeah. Um, so I've known people who have done fad diets, and they'll eliminate... Um, a whole food group like i can't have any carbs i can't have anything that contains sugar at all which we know almost everything (laughs) that we consume has sugar in some form in it um uh, so i think when we do that all of those foods are created to nourish us in different ways and if we eliminate an entire food group what is my body missing out on that it needs that i'm not even aware of and so i think we do more harm than good when we say this is a bad food you can never have that food and we know with sweets we want to limit them but again if i say never again can you have ice cream you're going to want ice cream all day every day and it's going to become an issue so I i like the idea if it's not bad it's not good it's how do i fuel myself the best way I can for me I've always taught my kids far as um, your your body is the car and what mm-hmm. kind of fuel you yes. put into your body is how well you're going to go mm-hmm. you know if we put the wrong type of gas in that car is that car going to go anywhere and it's not you know so we got to be thinking and be mindful of what we put into our body because some things are healthier than other things so we just got to take take into consideration is that fuel really good for my body yeah and one thing it kind of talked about um, when I was doing the research is just recognizing if you're hungry or you're eating if you're emotional and that kind of you know what kind of fuel are you putting in there like am I eating because I'm stressed out or am I really hungry? So just being in tune with your body to know like why exactly you're eating. Or if you eat when you're stressed and you're recognizing that is, can you find something that's healthier, maybe a healthier option or finding something else that's better than eating when you are stressed. So just some simple things like that. So overall, um, like I mentioned before, there's some, we're going to have some links. So there's a lot more information, but we're just trying to cover as much as we can. But just kind of intuitive eating is more of changing your lifestyle and having a healthier relationship with food. So mindful eating is something we're going to talk about, too. And that's and it plays in, I think, hand to hand. So mindful eating may be like a step to um, or I guess a bridge into intuitive, intuitive eating, as you want to kind of say. And so I like how you mentioned, I, th- I think uh, you were reading my mind, Ashley, a while ago. Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> so mindful eating, so the, just thinking about, have you ever sat 
on, in front of the TV, or for me, going to the movies, which we don't do a lot, but what do you do? You get the popcorn, and yes. you're like, I get the large one, because it's mm-hmm. cheaper, and you can share it, but then you just eat it, and you eat it, and before you realize it, it's gone, mm-hmm. right? I'm, are you all guilty? I'm sure. Well, and you're not even hungry anymore, yeah, right. but it's still there, mm-hmm. and it's delicious, so... And you're distracted. Just, yeah, you're not paying attention, so... Yeah, absolutely. I definitely relate to the movie theater because I'm not much of a snacker. I don't do a lot of that. But at the movie theater, I will get a bag of popcorn. And I know a third of the way done with it that I'm done. My body is not hungry, but I'm going to keep on going because it's right there. And to me, it's distracted eating. I'm distracted by the movie and I'm just going to keep on eating, Mm -hmm. not even paying attention to what my body's saying. Also, you may be in the mindset, I purchased this and I'm going to eat it. Yes. Not going to not going to waste it. Mm hmm. Right, and it makes, um, you mentioned earlier, busy lifestyles. We've mentioned before um, about taking a break at lunch, getting out. Um, this could be kind of similar to mind, mindlessness eating, I guess. So if you're mm-hmm. sitting at your desk and you're working and you're eating, your body's not really thinking, oh, how much you're eating. I'm not, and I'm sure you've all done this before. Like, you eat and then you're like, you don't feel full. Yeah. And you're like, I just ate a whole meal. But it's because you're you're not really recognizing it. You're not noticing that you're eating. So then you end up eating more. Yes. And I think it matters where we eat because our mind relates that. And so when we sit down at a table and eat um, rather than in front of our television screen or in our bedroom or at our desk or places that are not meant for a meal, then our brain starts to think I need food all of these places. And mm-hmm. so we get a false sense of hunger because we've we've kind of tied that response together instead of saying that the dinner table is where I eat my meals. Um, and then I know that, that when I'm there, that's when I'm supposed to be fueling myself. Definitely. So mindful eating focuses on wellness and how we eat and again, not what we eat. So that kind of ties back to the intuitive eating as well. So it involves paying attention and being aware of what you're thinking, what you're feeling and just kind of what you're eating. So it involves eating slower And I know that's hard. That is so hard. Um, But eating slower, more deliberate, avoiding those distractions that sometimes we fall into while we're eating, and just listening to your body and your cues. And one thing we haven't um, talked about is your hunger cue. Because sometimes you're, and I mentioned a while ago, like I've ate a meal and then an hour later I'm hungry again. And you know what? That's okay. Because obviously there's something that I didn't get or maybe I just didn't eat enough for that day. Maybe my body used more calories that day. And so it's just you're um, recognizing the cues and realizing that it's okay um, to do those things. And recognize them whether or not you're hungry or you just think you're hungry yeah i think that's important to differentiate yeah just listening to your body Mm -hmm. and that it takes practice Mm -hmm. you know to to recognize those things and just and being aware of your body too yeah that's good and if your routine is out of whack which at the time of recording we've spent some extra days at home and my youngest has had many more snacks during a day than she would typically have, which I'm a morning snacker. I'm not an afternoon snacker. So our schedules are off anyway, but we just had lunch and she said, can I have a snack? And I'm thinking, well, are you hungry? But that's what my brain says. 
the words I said was, is your body telling you that you're hungry? Did you not get enough at lunch? And she said she was hungry. So, okay, snack is at the kitchen table rather than sitting, doing your work on the computer or watching TV. We're going to have a snack at the table. Yeah, Yeah. and I think sometimes kids just their body cues are different than ours because my children are similar. We can eat a meal together and a lot of times within an hour or less even they want a snack. They're they're looking for something else. And I think sometimes when we we do that, it's because we have a craving. Maybe there was some nutrient missing out of that meal and we're craving something because we we needed that extra something in our body. So it it is odd as an adult to be like, how are you hungry? We just had that. But it it must just be the rate that their bodies are growing Mm -hmm. and that they're using and burning those calories. And so I, I can see that as a common theme for kids. Sometimes also talking about stress eating and that, you know, I'm a stress eater, but over over a period of time, I've really tried to change that and try to do something else besides eat because I'm stressed, you know, so if you're a stress eater, just know that you can find other alternative things to deter you from going and getting something to eat. You know, sometimes in life we want chocolate chip cookies after lunch, you know, or after supper. But sometimes it's okay to have, but not to eat the whole thing. Moderation is everything to this. Yeah, exactly. And it also mentions, like, then I thought was interesting, too, is we don't necessarily overeat because we're hungry. We just overeat because we're distracted or we're, you know, watching that movie or whatever that is. Or it's so good. Maybe you're limiting yourself. And I haven't had sweets in two weeks because I've been cutting it out. Well, you're probably going to overeat on those things. So just being overall just aware of your body and things like that. You know, like I said a while ago, talking about you've went out to eat and you've bought this meal and you only ate a little bit of it and you're full, you know. Um, it's okay to take the rest of it home. You know, if you're done and you're you're not full anymore, don't feel guilty that you have to eat all of it because you're purchasing it. Put it in a to-go box and eat it the next day for lunch. Yeah, I think um, that's why I don't like all-you-can-eat buffets because I feel like people are like, I paid this price and I can eat all the things. So, like, I need to go back again and mm-hmm. again and again and keep getting these things on my plate that I normally would not eat in a meal. And so I think we do, like, our, our finances and, and how I've committed to this meal, sometimes we feel pressured into eating something when we are we're done, we're good. And I think it's important to remind yourselves that your body is more important than that. And, yeah. and if you're done, that's okay. And like you said, probably not at your all you can eat buffet don't take things home but if you've paid for a meal and you have a plate there is no shame in taking that home plus then you have one less meal you have to worry about creating later on in the week so well you know i was raised that if you had food on your Mm -hmm. plate you finish it yeah you know clean your plate like yeah clean your plate and my kids i kind of done the same thing to them but as i've got older and know more about far as what we've talked about with this and it's okay for to leave food on your plate I think it's how we was raised, too. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I think that was coming out of a time where we had been through the Depression and food was hard to come by. And yeah. so you you didn't take that for granted. And so we were taught that. And that's a good thing. You certainly don't want to be piling your plate up with far more than you know that you're going to eat and then discarding it. But I think you also have to look on the other hand. Am I making myself eat something that my body doesn't need anymore? Right. And that was a hard shift for mm-hmm. me because I grew up that way, too. And... 
I'm also cooking it, so I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't understand why you won't eat the food that I put on your plate. Like, I spent the time making that. Mm-hmm. So that has really been a hard shift for me to say, if your body's telling you to get another, get it. If your body is not telling you that, then you can be finished. It's mm-hmm. okay that there's still food on the plate. After talking about all of our mindful eating and intuitive eating, Do you all have any thoughts or did something come to mind of like, hey, you know what? I need to be better at that. Or do you all have any plans to maybe be more mindful or listen to your body cues? My daughter and I have been talking about far as menu planning, you know, and preparing ahead of time. And I've got some things that I've already purchased that will help us be able to do that. So, you know, being mindful of what we're putting into our body. You know, um, instead of going out to eat because I've had a long night, you know, or we're going to make a plan to see this is what we are going to have for that week and already prepare it and get it ready for, you know, to cook when we get home. Yeah, I don't think I necessarily knew what intuitive eating was before this. I'd heard mindful eating several times. Um, and I think over over the last little bit, I've really been trying to recreate a lot of things for myself and for my family and just making different choices um, that I just feel are bettering myself and my family. And I think just accidentally have been doing some intuitive and mindful eating. I don't think I was cognizant that that's what I was doing, but it's worked that way. Um, I do just try to be a little bit more aware of what I'm eating and the different food groups I'm getting. And if I'm, I'm full, then I'm done and that's okay. Um, and just trying to eliminate some of the foods that I know, I think what I've been doing is paying more attention to how do I feel after I eat that certain food or at that certain restaurant. And I've started to eliminate the things that I know my body doesn't respond well to. And I don't feel as good. I'm more sluggish or my stomach doesn't feel well. I just, it's not good for me. And as I've done that, and I've been more aware of, of, how that affects my body I'm really seeing some positive changes but it's not none of it is is this let me eliminate a whole food group let me never eat out at a fast food restaurant let me never have a dessert it's just like okay let me do this in a way that feels good to me that makes my body feel like I'm being nourished and I and I'm not feeling ill after I've consumed a certain thing um and I still will eat some of those things sometimes that I know I'm not gonna feel great after because I'm craving it and that's okay but I think when we start to really listen to ourself and see not only how do I feel in the moment but how do I feel the rest of the day the next day um, then we can make those decisions and we can feel really good about it and we can see those changes in our body and how we feel without having to be extreme and I think that's a word we didn't use but when I think of fad diets I think of extremes Um, and I don't think it's ever good for us to live any area of our life in an extreme I think that's dangerous I've never really thought about it as being intuitive eating, but that healthy relationship with food, my body has pretty much looked the same for an extended period of time. And that's, I didn't have an unhealthy relationship of food, but this is how I was used to looking. I got married two years ago, priorities shifted, things changed, and I don't think my body looks the same as it has. So... That has kind of shifted the way that I think about food. And then having daughters shifts the way that I think about food. And so I am trying to teach them about a healthy relationship with food. So therefore, I want to model that healthy relationship and not focus on 
what the mirror is saying and all of those kinds of things. But am I fueling my body? Am I giving my body the food that it needs? And after talking about all this, I'm probably not giving up my potato chips completely, (laughs) but I would like to add in some more of those healthier options because if I want my child to eat that fruit, I have to eat it too. And incorporating more vegetables into our meals. I'm really into those quick and easy things that are not necessarily, they don't have a whole lot of the extra sides. Sides take a little bit of extra time. But even if I can get a couple of those vegetables in the dinner meal. Yeah. And so what I heard when you were sharing it, it just kind of clicked like is taking ourselves from a place of where we're highlighting how we look and focusing on how we feel Mm -hmm. because that's really what's important. And that's the purpose of food is to feel good, to have energy, to feel like our brain is able to absorb and comprehend and, and fire on all cylinders. And I think a lot of times we've gotten in that rut of how do I look and we feel horrible on the inside when it's more important, like how do I feel? And the rest of that, we, we will work on that as we go. And yeah. I think it comes together. I think when you're, you're eating and you feel good, then everything else kind of falls into place. Yeah, I think it's you change your lifestyle. So then your body just changes with it. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes for me, when I do it, you don't notice it. But then, you know, six months later, you may, may notice I feel better. And you know what? I feel like I look better as well. Yeah. And I like how you mentioned uh, modeling for your kids because... Mm-hmm. Ever since I've had my son, I've been trying to be more mindful of what we're eating and how we're eating it and things like that. And it also, um, and I'm the show notes, um, if you want to check it out under the intuitive eating, there is a section about children and how, you know, to teach your children and things like that and how it does affect children. So if you do have young kids or any kids, um, just check that out um, because I think it's important. Mm hmm. All right. Well, thank you all for talking with me about it. I think it's an interesting subject, and I think it definitely is going to take, I know for me myself, um, being more mindful or intentional, that (laughs) word we've been using, um, to be able just to change our lifestyles and be healthy overall. And so if you're listening today, I hope that um, maybe something clicked, kind of like we've Mm -hmm. talked about with ourselves here today. And so I challenge you to at least accept to take one meal maybe over the next week and just be mindful when you're eating be present listen to your body and um and maybe you want to do that for like a whole day just kind of listen to those cues and just see if there's a difference if you notice there's a difference in your body the way you feel and just overall health so again, thank you all for listening today and to Life Simplified. If you have any questions or if you all have any suggestions or topics or anything, feel free to send us an email at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com. And we hope that you come back next week. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.